0: Well hey there and welcome to the in between. We're uh we're just sitting here talking about how <laughs> yeah
1: I did the meanest <laughs> thing. I made a snarky comment like, right, right as he presses the button. <laughs> it, was,
0: it was awesome. Um <laughs> it's fine. You know, we're all a little sleep deprived, but you know, that there's there's a reason that sometimes we're late to work. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> anyway.
2: We need to call an HR.
0: Yeah. I exactly. Think so. right. Paul. Um, I'd like to lodge a formal complaint. No. Um, so we're, we were though just talking about before the snarkiness arrived. Um, we were talking about, um, a lot of different things, but one of them was how incredibly grateful we are, um, to be in such a, um, in a church that's, that's so resource rich with teachers that we got to, um, have John, um, Keeling, Keeling, (laughs) It's not what I was There's gonna say. <laughs> not what you're John, going um <laughs> what was his what name? Was his last no. Name? John Keeling. Um give give a uh um uh, that's too good. Kind of an overview of themes and and I mean how how easy it was just to um, have somebody step in. That's not Every church's experience, and no. and number one, John, thank you so much for mm-hmm. for coming last week, coming on the podcast as well, right. mm-hmm. unexpectedly. <laughs> um, and I I got a uh, text uh, from Chris Kincaid um, earlier. He was he was saying that he was listening to it, and I didn't notice this. Did y'all notice that my I think my phone announced? Yeah, it announced him. Yeah, <laughs> it did. Yeah, I didn't like in, in the midst of trying to like have the levels up and doing everything. I didn't realized that that happened but that had to be my phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't just saying who was calling me but uh that was that was really funny and um hey thanks for being a guinea pig john and all that but also for um sharing i i mean just an incredible um overview of themes um, that we see and how how these themes are not uh just seen in daniel you know that these are themes that are across the Bible that, that we're, you know, telling it's telling one big story, but it's telling it differently. Um, The, the, the themes are there and, and, and even talking about this story, how this story has themes that um, are found in uh, stories that uh, this this particular story in Daniel four is telling Thing or is using themes and and characters or uh, words that are, that are used in, in, uh, stories that are not even in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's all kinds of things. It just makes it incredibly um, rich as a text, um, but also makes it a little bit difficult to um, mm-hmm. to be able to read all of that um, just at a face reading when you don't have somebody like John being like, now remember mm-hmm. they heard they heard the word tree. That's right, and. And they would immediately think about Genesis, and they would see the picture of a tree and immediately think of Genesis. And wow, like that's yeah, the touch points
1: of big themes. That's one of the cool ones about trees is page one to page last Mm -hmm. in the Bible. You have trees, right? And that's a. We'll we'll be
0: talking about that when we get to that. I think about that some more. That's really cool. My favorite tree image, though, is still Psalm one, and. I don't think John mentioned that. So,
1: yeah, there you go. You're one up. Good on add team. on.
0: Ha! I even just appreciated, even
2: when he shared in the in the podcast with us the last week, where he was, you know, he essentially came to this idea of like, well, you're going to have to have like some kind of slide, you know, to throw up and say, here's all of the themes that he ran into because oh he gosh. had a huge list. Yeah, and even last week had had planned to go into Sunday to talk about two of them, right, and then realized oh, this is, I I only have 35 minutes, I guess I get one. And so, yeah, that that conversation could have been extended for quite some time, and I don't think that well would have dried up anytime soon. I
1: I don't even know how you would, that's one of the things he referenced, the Bible project. It's one of the things they're running into is once they started going, you know, we ought to start doing podcasts on themes throughout scripture. Well, the good news is, they they will keep doing that forever, forever. Yeah. because they keep they keep running into like well that's a theme oh well that's one and we have some content <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> almost like the word is living and active
1: incidentally they just recently finished I think their 19 video series on how to read the Bible according to the correct genre the 19 ser- part series about the different genres so mm. which fits into some of what we're talking about today but.
0: Only, um, only 19, huh?
1: Yeah, only, they narrowed it down. Wouldn't want to rush through that kind of stuff. Nope. Um, so we talked about even like reading through Daniel, one of the things is that Daniel between Daniel 2 and Daniel 3, there was a clear time gap, but we don't know exactly what that is. Right. But we're back there again between Daniel 3 and Daniel 4. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Not really
0: even sure wh- where one stops and where one starts and... Right. Um, and what time frame that represents.
1: What did you say? You said you were looking at the Septuagint. Yeah. The what Septu- is that first? Yeah.
0: The
2: Septuagint would be the Greek translation mm-hmm. of here right. now, the, the Old Testament. And so um, it, it has, uh, you know, some of the earliest copies of that have, have commentator notes and things like where they even say 18 years is the, yeah, mm-hmm. it's the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign at this point. But again, that's probably just a scribe and an annotation of whatever was common at the time could be. Which may be dead which on. Which may be dead on. And we don't, we just, it isn't what is written. So we don't right. say, well, that's well, what the what the Bible says of it. But it actually, the Septuagint includes the first three verses, um, this praise section, as the end, the conclusion of chapter three, right. not the start of of four. Mm-hmm. Um, most go back to the, the original text and look at actually, why in our Bibles it doesn't do that, and it actually has mm-hmm. four one starting where we know four one, mm-hmm. um, because this whole chapter is uh, has a chiastic structure, meaning that it starts in one direction, hits a midpoint, and reverses back in mm-hmm. repetition. And so um, Daniel mm-hmm. Daniel four starts with the praise of God and ends of a praise of God at the end, and completes this chiastic structure, which again is very a type, Jewish, yeah, a very very Jewish thing. And like you said, Chris. Still, a little odd to have such a Jewish structure yes. coming from a decree from potentially a pagan right. Nebuchadnezzar <laughs> here. Right. That this may be the if Nebuchadnezzar truly is the author, and if he's not a believer, this might be the only inspired scripture we get from a pagan that Ooh, God there's a fun conducted. One. So, hey, or I thought about that, or most people then say, like you said earlier, which yeah. is. Nebuchadnezzar going, hey Daniel. Yeah, write 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 up a decree. Write up a decree. That's what
1: I had read. Was the the and again, I'm still pretty new into chapter four, but that was the one of the first things I saw was a guy saying, "This is this is probably Daniel writing a memo for King Nebuchadnezzar. Hey, I've got a decree. Write it up. Make it say this."
0: Which even even then, I mean, you. So I mean, we go back to the chiastic structure real quick. Um, This was this was kind of. When when we talked about this in college, um, when it was explained to me in college, the the departure, I guess, um, of of how we. So when you think about writing a paper, what are the parts? Do you remember this from like when yeah. we were, when we were taking the? You didn't take the, the five paragraph test. paper. Yeah, so the five parag- paragraph paper. You have an introduction, introduction. thesis, and statement. and that need to has that needs to have your thesis statement in as it as the last sentence. As the last sentence, and then you have three body paragraphs. That's right. Right? Were you taught? Um, tell them which, what you're going to tell them. Which? Yeah, tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them. Tell them, and tell then them tell what them you, what you told them. Yep. And then you have the conclusion. Right. Okay. So that's that's the way that we mm-hmm. structure our thought. Like even even in like in debates, in um, you, we're we're taught how to uh, in school. You are taught how to um, present an argument. Right. And this is our presentation. That's the way that we present things. Right. Um, in our culture. And so the idea that like, Oh no, 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 no. Like that's not the way that everyone has always presented their argument. Right. So in a chiasm, the, the argument is, or the, the structure is A, B, C, B, A, or something like that. It's a sandwich where the center point is the emphasized point right you see it a lot in Matthew um, in mm-hmm. uh in that he'll have two um uh two stories that are a lot alike but there's a story in the middle that's really important right or no that's Mark Mark and Sandwich? well anyway
1: yes Mark does really does it I think, does I, think all I, think of, I think Matthew, Matthew does, does it as well,
0: but but it's this idea that like no, this is the way that they were taught to make their points. Right. When you're making a point, you make it like this, and it's different than the way that we do it. Well, you think about how um, I'm, I mean, I know that uh, Daniel went to school uh, school before before he was in Babylon. He wasn't that young right. um, when he came to Babylon, where he hadn't been educated at all. Um, that would go against what they said that they were taking from Babylon, but or from uh, Israel into Babylon. Um, but at this point, he's been educated by Babylonians for so long. You would think that even if it's him making this thing, that he would be using the structure that they taught him. Well, um,
1: do we know that Babylonians
0: did it differently?
1: Did, I mean...
0: I, no, I don't know the that cyclical, at all. The
1: cyclical, the cyclical way of thinking, Babylonians.
0: It just again to me points to like there being a a a point to it being structured the way that it is, and it's it's more important for us to know, I think, that that's the structure, as opposed to trying to read it the way that we've been taught to read anything, mm-hmm. which is the I mean, that, that becomes the problem so many times in Scripture whenever we're reading it is we're expecting, like you've said, we're expecting a photograph instead of a painting. Right. We're right. expecting... Uh, or demanding. Or demanding. We're yeah. demanding a photo instead of a, a <clears throat> painting. We're, we're demanding the, the conclusion to be the wrap-up when when the conclusion can be whatever. We're, we're demanding that it's uh, that everything is prescriptive instead of descriptive. Cause that's the way we expect a holy text to be like, no, like all of these are presumptions and you have to know what your presumptions are before you can, uh, read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and know that the, 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 the intended presumptions, what's the hermeneutic uh, rule. It can't mean what it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's they can't mean what it never did or whatever right, it, or it Can't it did. mean now what it
1: never did. Yeah, it never did. That's a, that's bad, that's that's dangerous. That's okay.
0: eisegesis.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a consequence of eisegesis, at least for sure. Okay, according to Robert F. Smith. Mm-hmm. I, that, know I know no Robert, idea Robert F.
0: Smith, who we all know is the right authority here.
1: F- who is something at BYU. This is my full claim here. He writes about chiastic structure in sumerian literature and that there was one i would have to read this i'm assuming this is a doctoral thesis and so is it long and it lost repetitive very quickly but um okay so we may it may be that there is chiastic structure to the babylonian writing
2: yeah one of the things and you mentioned this in the intro one of the things that we said that is actually here that is reflected of Babylonian literature was this idea of communicating through themes. Yes. yes. So there were certain themes that, again, yeah. not just themes through within Scripture, but also themes that are outside of Scripture that we know. And one of the ones here that's cited is the Gilgamesh Epic, which yep. is an ancient kind of, uh, again, his poem, historical, probably the earliest outside the Bible, historical slash um, religious kind of instruction and document that was found in uh, Mesopotamia. And it has uh, several themes and this, in that epic, uh, Daniel 4 presents those same themes. And so we have the images of dreams, the search for fame, the tree, the watchers, and the uncivilized man. Uh, Except here in Daniel, they occur in the reverse order than in the Gilgamesh Gilgamesh epic. But again, this same notion of um, this is a style of the time. Right. Uh, that he is communicating in, and one of the ways that they would communicate history is in the
0: communication of history through themes A and thematic was, approach. See, but the I mean, the Western mind then sees that and goes, "Okay, well, it's made up, right? Well, the, I, I can't, I can't trust it. that. You're you're just totally missing the point, right? Um, it it is how they were communicating what was happening.
1: There was there is literally no such thing as modern history twenty five hundred years ago, right? No one was writing by modern standards of history no one almost no one was writing history we have we have so little we have yeah. one or two people who were even making an effort to record what was happening and theirs is you know you have herodotus and and others and a lot of times theirs are filled with dramatic language and what we talked actually mentioned in staff meeting the 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 kind of new thought about myth, mytho history, history taught or told through the lens of mythical language. And that's that, that it was like that was kind of the way it was done back then.
0: Well, and it, it had to be because things that were you think about like the, the the cultures that would war against each other and then destroy each other. like one of the things that they would do is if there was anything written about their history, Part of the like subjugation of that people would be to destroy that right like
1: and it wasn't was, like it was written on paper that would last no I mean, they, was, we found fragments of rocks that's it
0: right and, and but they would try to destroy that per, mm-hmm. that that people's history and so you had to do you had to pass on your history your um whatever in a way that people would understand and if you can think about sitting in front of your three-year-old right trying to help them memorize the history of your people there's going to be a lot of repetition right and there's going to be a lot of you remember this and themes and you remember you you know it's like this it's like this and over and over and over again that's the only way that we can
1: it's like the the example john used in the sermon and we've done it with he did it with soundtracks we've done it with commercials we've done it with advertisements that that we can all do those um what was it what just happened in 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 our staff meeting, we had, uh, oh, yeah, little Olivia, we had a little Olivia, little yeah, a little girl. Someone started presence. a song. If you're happy and you know it,
0: yeah.
2: What do you do? Literally, and she did not.
1: But, but almost every other staff member clapped, clapped their hands. <laughs> it was literally someone was just saying to her, "If you're happy and you know it," and people who weren't involved in the conversation, wherever we were in the room, kind of clapped without even knowing we were doing it. That's that's how history was. And, and again, remember, yes, today we can write it down, we can record it, we can digitalize it, we can whatever. But the safest way to pass along history 2,500 years ago was orally mm-hmm. because everything else could be and would be destroyed. And yeah. so the only option you had was that. So anyway, that, now let's transition before we run out of time here. But this is the kind of thing that makes it hard to read the Bible. Right. So how do you guys wrestle with when someone says... Um, I tried to read it, I don't understand it. I don't I don't uh I don't like reading it. I don't get it. It's confusing. And we're in the easy parts of Daniel, by the way. (laughs) We're not we're not too But we're also in Daniel. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like a lot of (laughs) a lot
2: of that uh conversation about, you know, growing in a love for for anything. Right. Anything that if you find um even if you have a natural disposition towards it, but even if you find yourself not necessarily naturally disposed uh, yet, you know, it's beneficial yet, you know, it's good. You know, the idea mm-hmm. of like for, for so many people, this idea of, Oh, I need to be more in shape and I need to start working out. I've never worked out before, but I need to start. So what do you do? Well, you don't. Okay, great. I'm going to jump a triathlon. Into the, That's what. Yeah, do. exactly. I'm just going to sign up for my marathon tomorrow and then I'll go run it. And yep. then that'll, I'll be kinda in shape. With me in shape. Yeah, absolutely. I, there's, there's a notion to that as there's well. <laughs> As being a student, John shaking his head for a lot. <laughs> I feel like there's an exercising, by the way. Yeah. Was, yeah. Not reading the Bible, exercising, good, exercising. good clarity. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's a good same similar connection to us and becoming good kind of consumers of God's word um, yep. that we want to take this in and we want to apply it, that uh, there's a reason why I think so many people kind of would say, oh, as a new believer, you should start reading John, you know, right. that kind of notion is out there and i think it is a valid one of like well you yeah maybe you shouldn't just jump into leviticus as a newfound believer because right. it's going to be really confusing tough yep. and at the same point i think that there's there's a level of what what are you exposing yourself to is it just yourself mm. and scripture yeah well, then right that you know for, you could spend you know years and years and years reading the bible and if it's only then you know this notion of well i'm, I'm just taking it in as an individual not taking it in as a community, right. which, again, how does that stand up well with the message of what it is What it is declaring? Um, not very well. And then you can also get to the same thing, these type frustrations, where yep. you just find yourself at ends because, well, in all reality, it wasn't meant for you to just consume it by That's yourself. Right. And so, of course, it's going to lead to frustrations because mm-hmm. you're not using it the way that it was intended.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a great, that is, that is one of the important messages is that, Though some people read through sections of the Bible and meet God that way, one on one, that is not—that's not the norm. That's like that's kind of in my mind, like saying, "Well, God spoke to me by maybe just randomly opening my Bible to a random page and pointing to a verse." Oh, well, yeah, I don't do that. Me. Now, can God speak to you that way? That? Yeah, sure, sure, and does, but that's not—that's not a good technique. It's not a good practice. Can Someone find a Gideon Bible in a hotel and meet God that way all by themselves. Absolutely. But, but this.
0: He can, he can use the donkey. He can definitely use the Bible.
1: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. That being said, you're, you are talking about a a literature, and this is all of it that was communally, that was meant to be experienced as a community. Mm -hmm. So whether you're talking about the oral history and the oral traditions. And in
0: 19 different. Ways, yeah. Like it, Psalms is just as communal as Genesis, but it is so different. Yep. Um, And you have to read it differently.
1: You're singing some of them. Yeah. A lot of them are letters. Yeah. And that's one of the. It blows. It's it's amazing to me that here we are now. And when I teach Ephesians, like at family camp and stuff, I start by reading the entire book of Ephesians from beginning to ending. So these are not just Christians; they're Christians willing to pay. You know, a significant sum of money to go to a Christian camp to learn about the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like th- you would think, these would be the best trained among us when it comes. And and when I say, how many of you have ever read any book in the Bible from beginning to ending in one si- sitting like that? And typically, no one. Ha- maybe one or two people out of fifty or sixty people. Otherwise, no one has ever done that. And yet, that's that's how it was intended to be read in a committee. I'm re- I'm literally doing it the way it probably was done first. Mm-hmm. Whoever brought the letter, say it's Timothy or Titus or or whatever, they show up, and wait, um, we know who it is in Ephesians, Tychicus. Mm-hmm. So Tychicus shows up, and he opens up the letter, and everyone sits down, and either Tychicus or one of the elders in the church reads Paul's letter to everybody, and they start discussing it and whatever, and they may read that letter dozens of, di- until it's destroyed. And then we'll copy it and there's people copying it and they're passing it around. So that's, it's what's weird is that's some people, the first time they've ever experienced a, a, a letter, the way it was experienced The, the first beginning. Time, yeah. in a community as a letter. And, and so at it this, it's, it's no wonder it's hard for us when we ice, if we isolate, we don't see what, and nowadays there's so many materials, there's so many good things mm-hmm. out there to, to learn about it. Um, but I am a fan, Rich Mullins years ago, I heard him say from on stage, you know, if you're a new believer, if until you've read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John ten times each, don't don't feel the need to read anything else. And I mean that's between you and the Holy Spirit, I guess, but I think right. that's pretty good license. That's not a bad place. If you if you don't understand how to read the Bible, well then read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John ten times each and then move on to other things. And then it'll begin like you said, you'll you'll Built some muscles for reading first century Jewish, yeah. Literature,
0: yeah. I do want to make sure that we uh, like those are those are easy places to start, and you need to build the muscles to be able to do it, um, and that's that's incredibly important. But you also have to remember as you're doing that that I think that there's a there's a bias that plays into that because we. Teach that so often and because that's whatever, um, that the rest of the Bible is not telling the same story. And it Great point it is. Yes, it is. Like it it's all pointing <clears throat> to Jesus. Like there's there's something that's right now, I mean, we're thank you, Lord, we're a long way away from Christmas. Um, but there's something that's stirring inside of me already as we're talking about <laughs> Daniel and the prophecy, um uh prophecies that Or in Daniel and everything like that, that's like, man, when we get to like come straight out of prophecy and talk about fulfillment in in the incarnation, like I'm I'm pretty excited and so you're
1: excited about Christmas? I thought it sounded like you were saying you were dreading Christmas a second ago.
0: No, no, no. Sorry. I, I know we're a long way off from it and there's there's whatever, but I was I was I was struck with as I was reading through some of these things. About how how excited I was mm-hmm. um, for when Christmas comes this year, and it's probably because one of the songs that we're singing um, this Sunday, we started singing last Christmas, um, and it's not a Christmas song, but it talks about the um, uh, the incarnation. It talks about mm-hmm. the um, that and and that's that's so like, uh, it's it's. It's a it's a fantastic reminder as we're talking through Daniel that yes, like we're Daniel, Daniel did not know Jesus's name, right? Um, but he relied on God to be his savior.
1: Um, he knew his title.
0: He knew his title. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. He he better than anybody. Yeah, like holy cow, um, and how incredible that is that God used him in this way to to. Talk about what was coming um, in in so many different elements of that, and and how we're 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 even seeing uh, uh, the fulfillment of prophecies now is just a reminder that he knows what he's doing,
1: and the clear need for a savior, and we need now. a
0: savior now. Yeah, not just the savior wasn't just for when you before you got saved and or the day you got saved or that or, or for, or for the day that we get to heaven, mm-hmm. the savior is now and in your life and we're supposed to be abiding in him. Yeah. Abiding in him. And
1: we talked about that and yeah. the. we just got done with staff meeting and we went over because of the stuff going on, the riots, the protests, mm-hmm. the injustice going on. We talked a little bit about those issues in there and, it is it is an encouragement to me and, and despite the cesspool that social media can be it is encouraging to me that for the most part you have these lines drawn in the sand that are not based in reason or rationality they're not based in that kind of stuff and then and then we have christian leaders who do seem to be the voice to step up and say um here is wisdom here is love. They're not in competition with each other. Here is justice, here is grace. They're not in competition with each other. They are found in the person of Jesus Christ. And And every single
0: person d- that we're talking about is an image bearer of God. That's
1: right. Everyone. And and it's a I think it's such a cool thing to see that that what we're going to what what the all the world knows to do is to fight. Right. And and it is neat to me to see Christian leaders stepping up and saying I mean there's a time to fight we fight in the midst of our weaponry is love and grace
0: i've just loved to to listen to um you know the the resurgence of martin luther king's uh Mm -hmm. speeches in this time of being like hey yes rioting is terrible Mm -hmm. you're not you're not paying attention to why the rioting is happening Mm -hmm. um and you need to understand like where all this is coming from oh martin luther king sorry I just say Martin just, Luther? Yeah. Sorry. I was like, oh, where's Martin Luther going? King Jr. <laughs> I'm super interested I to so see what sorry, Martin Luther wrote on rioting. No, Martin yep. Luther, I don't think, wrote anything on rioting, but he knew some things about being... Uh,
1: on the wrong side of authority? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marginalized
0: in his voice. Um, but Martin Luther King Jr.'s speeches, I'm so sorry, um, and talking about the... Uh, yeah. Um, all of that is uh, it's it's just a fantastic... Yep, reminder yes. um that we don't we don't understand each other mm-hmm. um and that that goes in every direction we don't understand each other and if we're spending our entire energy trying to be understood instead of understanding i i love the uh, mm. the uh, prayer that's a, a cc's prayer is it is it a cc who's the the of yeah, a cc yeah the of course, Francis of Assisi. But like the I can't remember if he's the one that did the the prayer about the um um help me to uh seek to be loved or to love instead of to be loved, to be to understand instead of to understand uh, to be understood. Um It sounds like him. The I don't it's it's a prayer that's written on paper in my hmm. guitar. If I had thought about it long enough I would have brought it in here to It's the, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Okay, that's definitely him. That's him. Okay, Lord, make me an
2: instrument of peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is error, truth. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant me that I may not so much seek, to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in the giving that we received; it is in the pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in the dying that we are born to eternal life.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow! Oh, Amen. Yeah, that's that's in my uh, guitar case. the The hope that we we would we would remember that uh, every day is is there. And anyway, yeah, there's a lot of things like a- going on right now.
1: I was like I almost said like cue the cue the piano music that cue was our piano that was beautiful um I'm posting that
0: yeah it's uh I think our prayer um for ourselves first and then for everybody else is that is that we would uh, remember in this time of of uncertainty and of uh misunderstanding and of um uh, a lot of conflict internally and and externally that that we would remember that our our hope as we've been talking about with our staff is um found in Jesus um and him alone um and that we we that hope is not a Santa Claus wish as uh, Rebecca put it this morning um it's a an active putting our faith where it's supposed to be right yep anyway. We love y'all, and we uh, are looking forward to Sunday and and looking forward to seeing more faces. Amen. We'll see you soon.